0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my kinky torn torn
1: Shields up, Captain. This landing is going to get pretty interesting, Defy interesting. Oh god, oh god, we're all going to die? Perhaps today is a good day to- <laughs> Someone ever tries to kill you, you try to kill him right back. Control, control. You must control. We are controlling transmission, Captain. Incoming message. Also, I can kill you with my brain.
0: Make it so. The kinky, torn, torn.
1: This may smell bad, but I want it.
0: Ah, I thought they smelled bad
1: on the outside. So. <laughs> hey Jeff, hey, do what? adventures make you late for dinner?
0: No, I eat whenever I get
1: finished making it. Oh, <laughs> well, then you're not a hobbit, sir. Hey, this is Kinky Tauntaun, episode thirteen. This is Buchacha. and this is Jeff. All right, Jeff. Um, last week we had. The uh, I think I called it the Christmas slash Hanukkah slash Kwanzaa slash Wookiee Life Day of nerddom Festivus Festivus Oh yeah I forgot Festivus Damn it <laughs> uh, Festivus for geeks the rest of us in the in the the shape of San Diego Comic Con Of course there are Comic Cons that are across the entire world in the united states however there is only one that can be like elvis and just go by comic-con and that's the, the san diego comic-con and then what's the second uh most important
0: one dragon con um i i i don't think so
1: i don't know what I the differences dra- i'm a bad nerd <sighs> God damn it Jeff <laughs> uh, Dragon con's in Atlanta over labor day weekend i i, I don 't know if I would put that at number two though i think uh, from what i've i've been reading actually I think new york comic con's actually up and coming, and uh they're threatening to get as big as san Diego Ooh. so so maybe that one, but yeah. uh, the you know, the sad thing is like I look at comic con through the lens of the geek and and think, like oh my god, I totally want to go. And then I see like if you ever watch the interviews of when they cause like I actually watched all the the Game of Thrones actors uh, being interviewed, and they're up there on a stage like upraised platform on the main floor of the convention hall, and it looks fucking terrifying because it's just like wall to wall packed full of people. So it, it's uh, it, it's definitely not my cup of tea. So basically, and your butt's going to be
0: rubbing up against somebody else's junk.
1: Yeah, well, it's not so much that necessarily. <laughs> not it's quite more that like, tight, um,
0: tightly packed in. Like say John's,
1: what? not
0: quite that tightly packed in. Like Jon Snow when he comes out of the oh. pile.
1: <laughs> coming out of the, the the vagina of bodies yeah yes. <laughs> uh i, I it, you know what it's very evocative of that uh, <laughs> yeah man but no like you know hygiene is usually highly suspect anyway and, appara- <laughs> and apparently i was actually watching uh somebody else on youtube talk you know with a youtube channel uh talk about how she wasn't going this year because it just gets to be too much. The smell is overwhelming.
0: <laughs> There's a smell. It smells like a well, shit. Well,
1: and, appara- and uh, that's the thing too. Because usually San Diego's pretty even keel with its with its uh, temperature, um, and if they have to have like the te- the air conditioning on like icebox cold <laughs> when people are there. And so apparently, this year the air wasn't as cold as a year's past, so it was it was especially rank. It's like, oh my God, it stinks. You wanna to go to the homeless shelter instead? <laughs> yeah, that yeah that's it. So, like I can just imagine meeting like you some star like going and meeting mark hamill would be like you know phenomenal Uh, but you know stinking while you did i'm like i'm I'm sorry mark i'm sorry it it wasn't me some fat man just rubbed up next to me (laughs) he had boob sweat
0: (laughs) so yeah that's gross
1: (laughs) he was wearing nothing but a tank top and gym shorts and he got his nasty boob sweat all over my back I couldn't (laughs) help it! Ew. Gross. (laughs) So so anyway, um, Comic-Con might just be better enjoyed from afar. Unless you have a press pass (laughs) and can get the fuck away from people.
0: (laughs) Uh, Where, Where some kind of, uh, you know, let me see, what comic book character has spikes all over him? Um... I, I I don't know. Some figure out which comic kind of character has like spikes or like sharp quills, and like build the build them, but
1: actually have them be made out of metal
0: and sharp. Uh,
1: you know, <laughs> I, I was about to suggest like may, maybe just just smell really bad before you get there. Like go go jog a couple miles before you get in there and smell really bad. And uh, maybe people just like go away from you. But it's probably it. Other people probably already smell like that, so it's not gonna be any good.
0: I, I, I like my idea of a spiked suit that keep them at a slight distance. well, no one's going to uh, want to bump that's up that's the and other thing
1: it. as far as weapons go, apparently, this was the, also the first year they did not allow people to have plastic lightsabers. Oh Jesus Christ yeah sue so, um, <laughs> but i don't think I, I don't think but, your spiked but they suit had to would let fly. the
0: but they had to let the uh the open carry guys in right though.
1: It's, it's California. They're 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 uh, out, yeah. although it is San Diego. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. Uh so what we're doing today on the Kinky Tauntaun is we're gonna do our Comic Con takeaways. Uh there were shit tons of information that came out of Comic Con. Uh movie trailers, movies, uh in itself. I mean, I think I told you like there's even like there was like a secret Surprise showing of a Blair Witch project sequel that nobody knew what it was until they got there. Oh, they actually uh, showed the whole thing. Yeah, they they actually like got people in there. <laughs> they called it like the woods or something, and people got there and it was Blair Witch Three or whatever it was. Uh, that actually had some positive press to it as well. So I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. But there was a bunch of other news. There like apparently Richard Hatch, who we know as the original Apollo in the original. Battlestar Galactica, who was also... Oh. Uh, he was also in the uh, reboot of Battlestar Galactica. He was talking about how Universal wants to restart Battlestar Galactica. But, who was he in the reboot? You know, say what? Who was he in the reboot? Uh, He was like the prison ship guy who ended up becoming like the leader of a, an opposing faction. Okay. I okay. don't remember his name. It's been years since <laughs> I've watched it, even though I do love that show. I mean, it's a fucking... Great show. Anyway, uh, so yeah, lots and lots and lots of news. But what we're gonna do is we have each picked our top five stories that came out of Comic Con. So, Jeff, why don't you start us off with your number five Comic Con takeaway? My number five in no actual order. Oh, you don't you don't have an order? (laughs) No. See, yeah, I five totally things. do, because my, my, my number one is, I'm like, oh my god, I'm soiling myself in <laughs> anticipation.
0: So mine are in no particular order, remember that, folks. Um, there's uh, apparently going to be a Firefly sequel, and I was like, oh my god, yes! Oh shit, it's comic book. It's a okay. comic It's not, it's not does, like an actual. Does that
1: mean it's canon-ish?
0: I don't know I don't know But I was, I was like so excited Until I read You know More <laughs> Does that uh, mean Like Are you gonna read it I think there might already Be some out there That I didn't even know about That I need
1: to read So Some Firefly I, comics Yeah I think I so I've never read any That's I mean I I'm on the comic scene A little bit I've never seen one But that doesn't mean It doesn't exist Like, there's definitely Army of Darkness comic books like Bruce Campbell shit out there. (laughs) What's his autobiography called? Uh, If
0: Chins Could Kill. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, Let me see. Back to Firefly. Uh, Oh, Speaking of Comic-Con, that's the other thing. Apparently, the season two trailer for Ash vs. Evil Dead was banned at Comic-Con for being too gory. Oh, shit. I still haven't watched it. Have you watched it? Yeah, of course I've watched it. Ugh, I forgot. Fuck. Uh, well, I'm I'm just saying, like I mean, just like Comic Con, this was. It was actually like a more uh, packed Comic Con in terms of information and content this year, but it does not seem like it was uh, a terrible one to miss. But anyway, all right. Uh, so, Firefly comic book, Jeffrey, are are you? You you might read it.
0: I might I'm just I read an article the other day of how basically the network executives at Fox basically doomed Firefly before it was ever started
1: yeah Joss Whedon seems to kind of be sour on it because Nathan Fillion had said some years back that not only was he like forever open to a Firefly uh, you know renaissance uh, he said that joss whedon wasn't even open to this the idea of crowdfunding a movie or tv series which you know you and i both know that crowdfunding can get all sorts of shit done yeah Uh, i mean even chuck the guy who wrote fight club crowdfunded one of his books and they're making a movie and i mean just it all took was a month of on uh was it GoFundMe? I think it was. Really? And Just a month? Yeah, they got like huh. three million bucks to make one of his his novels into a movie. So, I mean, it can definitely, and, you know, and as far as Chuck Palahniuk goes, like, he's a big deal, but Firefly, he, they they would make, they would have no problem getting crowdfunded for it. Yeah. Um, basically, one of the biggest things I read is
0: uh, Fox put them in this slot in Friday Night <sighs> where 30 other shows had been canceled. After like one you know, after like a one or two ep, um, um, seasons, on that sometimes they just gave slot. them the
1: shittiest of all the. <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm not. Surprised. And the advertising just was horrible. And it you know was... what? Come to think of it, I I think I even remember some year like just a few years ago, Netflix approached approached Joss Whedon about resurrecting the show, and he was like, "Nah, I'm done with it." Erg! we need to like track him down and tie him to a chair. Yeah, it's all it's kind of odd. Like I don't know if he just soured so much on the the process or what. We're you know, it's funny though cuz he said he was done with Marvel and this came out of Comic-Con as well. He said that he would definitely come back to do a Black Widow solo movie. So maybe if you just threw him enough, you know, creative power and a good enough script, he he would do Firefly again. Or maybe if you went, the jumper cables go on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> any uh,
0: questions? Are you ready to make Firefly again now? We can call it right? Serenity instead. Um, that's true. That's
1: true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my number five in this. Okay. I mean, I'm a Potterhead. I'm, I'm not going to admit to any Harry Potter tattoos on my body. He does. I may or may not have. He does. Uh, but I, I am definitely a Potterhead. Okay. Um, and speaking of Potterhead, has your, I know your wife's a huge Potterhead, even probably more so than I am. Has she oh, picked yeah. up the the new Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Um, we looked at it. Uh, Came out on Sunday. Yeah, we were we were out actually like Sunday
0: morning, like Saturday night, Sunday morning, like one a.m. and they already had it out. And uh, uh, we looked at it, and apparently it's written in play form. Like yes, it's
1: a- it, it was. It's not even written by J.K. Rowling. It was written by some other schmo based on one of her ideas, and it is completely in play form. Hmm. Uh, I'm Which- about halfway through it, so uh,
0: how's yeah. how is it?
1: Um, I, I I might have to talk about about it on a different episode. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of like I'm 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 in the middle right now and hopefully things kind of pick up but I I have weird feelings about it. But anyway. I'm going to check I'm going to check Audible here, yeah, you know, after oh, probably that, after we're done. You know, I if they could do like an uh like a regular radio play, that would be cool. That would be cool. It's it's pretty visual though, but whatever. Okay. But uh, well, what you're so actually anyway. talking about is Oh, what I'm actually talking about is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This is this is a script written by J.K. Rowling, Joe Rowling herself, uh, that takes place some 50 years before the events of Harry Potter, starring Newt Scamander, the guy who wrote, wrote, writes, The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them textbook that the children used to Hogwarts. Um, I mean, we we had some little sneaky peekies before, but after the trailer that was released at Comic Con, um, I'm even more stoked, dude. I'm I'm yeah. like super stoked. I actually just watched that when You sent me the link. Yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, we, like we've already seen some things for, and there was already like a little bit of a little bit of a teaser trailer out there, but uh, this one is coming out in I think December, isn't it? Oh,
0: I don't know. But wasn't it you that was was it you that was telling me that there's some kind of racist angle
1: uh yeah i might have uh,
0: where where the um you know in america the the wizards and witches aren't supposed to uh marry muggles
1: yeah yeah there's actually like a a prohibition against wizards and witches marrying into muggles which is interesting um and what I mean, that, that just it sounds like that's going to be going to be a very significant plot point for the books or for the the movies I mean. And we're we're supposed to be getting a trilogy of Newt's Commander. Oh cool. Yeah, so this this is only part one. Uh, and Joe Rowling said in an interview recently that she's had so much fun writing. Like, she's actually just fallen in love with this cal- this character and finds him, like finds his story very easy to write. And Good. I'm all for that, man. I'm all for that. All right, Jeffrey. Wait. Number four. What's your number four takeaway? My number four. Um, Voltron is renewed for a second season. Oh, so th- we're talking about the Netflix Uh, version of voltron uh, what's called voltron legendary force or something yeah um
0: and the main reason i wanted to talk about this is because the last episode um we got a bit of a different (laughs) side of princess allura it's it's not our generation's princess allura
1: uh it's definitely not i mean she kicks ass like not in her yeah she's pretty awesome no i'm actually okay you were always a bigger voltran voltran voltron fan <laughs> obviously as a kid. can't even pronounce it correctly i know right thank you people <laughs> no uh you you were actually the one who got me into voltron when we were little and i, I remember like running the vhs copies at the the video the local video store and thinking yeah this is a pretty kick-ass show it's cool it's cool but like you were all about it you even had some of the lions from- i had the black i had the black lion was that you only? You only had the Black Lion. Yeah, that, was, that shit. That shit was expensive. It, they, they were expensive. They were hard to find too. Like I saw <laughs> the only ones I remember seeing were at like the the local grocery store. At Village Market. At Village, like yeah, like it wasn't really? like a lion. It was like an action figure for Pidge. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck wants Pidge? I Whatever. had the Black Lion and Keith oh uh, uh, yeah but anyway,
0: but anyway uh, if, so if you haven't seen it in the last episode of the first season uh princess I, allura seen, is like grabbing people and throwing them like 20 30 feet like it's like it's no problem yeah I mean, she's she was kicking ass for sure yeah, she's extremely strong so that's uh has interesting possibilities
1: definitely good at hand-to-hand combat yeah that's there, sure. this is definitely not like a sequel or anything like that this is a complete reimagining of voltron from when we were kids and uh i uh, you might slap me for saying it i actually think i like it better um
0: i'm liking it yeah uh, it's uh i wouldn't slap you I okay. unless okay. I okay. might have to slap myself after second after seeing the second season if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: Um, um, but anyway, we haven't had a, a lot of. Like I don't even think they've said the the words "row beast" yet. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they have, have they? No, like I, 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 purposely was looking for the phrase "Robies" because I was it, like, in like the original, like oh the Robies, oh they're gonna throw down, <laughs> fuck shit up. Uh, but that's <laughs> definitely not been the case at all so far. Uh, and, and, you know, I, 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 love how everything's just sort of slowly moving. It's uh, sequential, you know. It's each episode is tied to the next. It's it's made by the same animation studio that did um, Avatar. Last Airbender and Legends of Korra. So I know a lot of people are really psyched about it coming out anyway, just because of the studio. Yeah. And uh, they, it did not fail to this point. Of course, what we're talking about here is they announced it officially season two um, at Comic-Con and I, I, I'm stoked. I mean, it was, it was great.
0: Well, one of the other biggest differences is uh remember the galaxy Alliance. Uh, vaguely basically they there was this they sent um the uh the space explorers in response to a dis- distress call from planet eris and in in the new one they're like take some weeks to make it out to pluto you know oh yeah so the they, technology they have, level is much lower they have on like Earth. stargate wormholes now <laughs>
1: anyway That's all right jeffrey uh my number four and i think you're a fan as well so oh yeah you, we're, we can double duty this one as well uh sherlock season four trailer how sherlock season four them apples um yeah it looked uh very dramatic <laughs> okay so you of course by now it's safe to say that you've watched the christmas special right um, which one was that? Uh, this is this is the one that actually took place in Victorian Victorian oh. era uh, London. Yeah, of course. Okay, so like that was the first Sherlock we got in like a year, and it's going to be like full come full circles. Going to be like a, another year or year and a half between that, and then next time we see season four, and the last time we saw see you know in season four, he had killed Mads Mickelson's brother I don't remember his name if you know Mads Mickelson is the guy who plays Hannibal in the uh, Hannibal series he's also uh, a character that's going to be in Rogue Star Wars Rogue One uh, but he has a brother <laughs> and that's the okay. one that who's the bad guy in episode three of Sherlock season three and Sherlock just straight, straight up murders him and his brother uh, basically they're, you know he's basically going to be incarcerated and then, uh some sort of specter of Moriarty pops up,, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, well, you can't go anywhere, you're <laughs> sort of pardoned, and that's where we're left and so you have this trailer uh of it has like this uh televised Moriarty, and of course, we love Andrew Clark as Moriarty so creepy oh he he's just deranged." <laughs> very very speaking of deranged you know i I love to insert some politics in this how about the last 24 to 48 hours for mr donald trump um which part (laughs) all of it it's like (laughs) the very definition of deranged of it could 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 be one of many things what do you mean uh well uh you have the whole thing with him uh, feuding with the the Khan family, the yeah, uh, yeah. him taking a purple heart and saying he always wanted one and that's easier. Uh, Apparently, yeah, I didn't see oh, that. What? Oh no, no. There's a list. Of when we get off here, I will send it to you. Uh, and like, it's it's actually getting to people where people are, are honestly questioning his his sanity. Oh shit, we should do a sobcast about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no. There's more. There's so much more. Well, I thought you were keeping up on it. So I'm like, speaking of deranged, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at least Mor- Moriarty-, Moriarty was intelligent. Uh, one of the. i this is the last thing I'll say about it because it's a completely different topic. But uh, he, he was being interviewed by somebody from the Washington Post, and the guy who interviewed him released a transcript of the interview and homeboy is out to lunch on like a galactic level like if he wasn't paying attention like to the questions he kept looking off at the tv barely answering things it was, it was just and he kept like watching himself on tv and talking <laughs> well, about what he saw on tv he's a narcissist yeah, exactly
0: exactly
1: um <sighs> okay all right doesn't back he to Sherlock, have, does, damn it.
0: wait doesn't he have like a somewhere between like a first and third grade speaking level
1: I would be surprised if it were that much. It was something along those lines. Uh, okay, I, have so. a six, I have a six year old and I'm fairly certain she would win in the debate. <laughs> You're very, very, very sure. I'm I'm ex- I'm so sure that you don't even know how sure I am. I'm the right. only one who can be this sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh shit! Okay, we uh, gotta do a soundcast. All right, got right, Sherlock. Anyway, uh, sure. so yeah, you stoked for some Sherlock season four, huh? Yes, I am. Always uh, uh, stoked. Okay. That show is freaking awesome. If you haven't uh, watched it, uh, what's the fuck wrong with you? Long, too long. Oh, between
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I I told. I've, I think I've mentioned this the last couple of times we've done K- Kiki Tauntaun I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the endo of Agatha Christie's Poirot series with David Suchet, and it's sort of funny. Like you know, it's it's it took 25 years to film all 70 episodes of that show. 25 years. So yeah. You they started in 1989 oh or 1989 you know, 89, and they finished it in 2014, having filmed every single mystery she wrote about Poirot. And just looking at how that show was made, it was usually about three, you know, maybe two, maybe five episodes per year. Uh, so this is actually really it's it's, it's interesting because it, it's exactly how they're making Sherlock. And the so, Brits, yeah, the they're, they're, shit there like already that. is a paradigm set for how they're operating. And he, of course, actors would go and do different things in between. And that's definitely the case with what Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman have been doing. So they've been kind of coming and going and doing what they want. Doctor and, Strange. I mean, and, and that's what the said they could they could do Sherlock season's until they die because this this is something they can always come back to. How many Sherlock novels are there? Well, they're not adapting all the novels though. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh there there are several and they've sort of adapted some of the, you know, like it's sort of cheeky adaptations. Yeah, the lady um, in pink instead of the yeah. lady
0: in red and or lady in scarlet, sorry, woman in
1: scarlet something like that. Oh, they yeah, the, the first episode but the uh, uh, th- uh that was actually the very first Sherlock Holmes book I ever read and the show was n- nothing like the book at all except for a few little plot points. Anyway. Uh okay. Uh Jeffrey, your number yes. three takeaway. Number three. Uh Wonder Woman. Wonder I, Woman. Uh, damn it, you, you stole my thunder, cause like I was I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> Alright, go wonder woman wonder woman of course we're referring to the uh the linda carter incarnation from the 70s which i barely remember but i remember being young and so so in love <laughs> with linda carter yeah she's
0: pretty hot oh uh, yeah
1: yeah but the, uh, i
0: think i think mostly we saw her in um was it silver spoons was she in that
1: um that was Aaron Gray. Oh, okay. Who was in Buck Rogers. Oh.
0: Beed also beed one beed of the beed early beed. loves
1: of my life. Yes. <sighs>
0: anyway.
1: Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gal Gadot, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yes. I'm okay. Let, let, let me be let me be frank. Let me be honest here. Right. Um DC does not turn my crank having said that however except for her well no, no 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 i'm not gonna be like that um i i mean if you were to ask me like my number one favorite cartoon of all time other than transformers i i, I, I <laughs> it know would, it would definitely be batman the animated series yep and you know close to that of course would be the justice league cartoon and the superman cartoons also from the same era back in the 90s um, so I'm I'm not a DC hater because I think the characters can be well done and well written. And I, I'll be honest, like I remember going to see Superman three with Richard Pryor in the theater way back when, <laughs> and coming out of that theater thinking it was the greatest fucking movie ever. Really? And of course, now I, yeah, well I was like five or six, <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh my god, that movie's terrible. <laughs>
0: I will say um the lady being kind of taken over by whatever the hell
1: that was Technology. Yeah, that was scary. It that was freaky back a then, yeah. Okay, it wasn't just me good. I wasn't going to admit that on <laughs> air, but in solidarity, <laughs> I will cop to it. Um but no, anyway, so like I watched uh I watched that one in the theater. I watched episode, I saw I saw Superman 4 in the theater when I was a kid. Which is even worse of a movie. <laughs> and even okay, unlike Superman three, I was like, eh, this movie's pretty lame. Is that the uh, atomic Atomic Man? Yeah. One? He throws all the nuclear bombs in the sun <laughs> and um, whatever. I'm like, there are probably better uses for that, but whatever you know, whatever, Superman. You just you just do what you do. Um and then when what was it two thousand six or two thousand seven you had uh Hold on, my mic stand's being weird. Okay. In 2007, I think it was, it was right before my my first daughter was born, uh, Brendan Routh and Kevin Spacey were in Superman Returns, and it gets a lot of hate, but I actually kind of like that one. Yeah, a little bit. And then, of course, you have in 2005 up through, what, 2011? ish you have the dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan Nolan which is of course the you know my opinion and as well as probably most people who are following uh, it's the apex of the genre is the Batman movies so I'm not a hate like I'm not going to say like oh I hate DC because like dude there's definitely some good shit out there but you know when the suicide like well I'll say when Batman versus Superman came up I was like ooh that doesn't look very good. And Zack Snyder, like, I like some of his stuff, but he's also got a very spotty record. And then uh, he got the, you know, all those negative reviews, and I don't know if you're keeping track of the press right now, but Suicide Squad is getting lambasted on reviews right really? now. What's, what's the problem? He, well, <laughs> this is the, like, when I watched those trailers, I was like, oh, this looks like some, you know, like an ADD wet dream because I, I, like I have it just, <laughs> Jeff, that movie looks like your wet dream. <laughs> well, Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> other than that, um, it's just like the. The movie looked like it was just all over the place. Didn't know what it wanted to be. And I remember, you know, during since we're talking about the Comic Con thing, I was actually like, I wanted, I wanted to like Suicide Squad. I wasn't trying to be, you know, I really truly wasn't trying to be negative about it. Uh, but then they, they released a clip of the Enchantress, one of the characters mm-hmm. who's on the Suicide Squad, who can like, it's the part where like she's introducing the suicide squad and she changes forms i don't know if you saw this or not i don't know i don't think so because they, they were doing a lot of press for suicide squad at comic con uh besides trailers and whatnot and so this is one of the things i saw and just the whole scene was just awkward it was from a narrative standpoint it didn't make much sense it it, it was uh It was jarring to listen to and i was just watching like a clip not even the full movie so i can imagine watching a movie and getting to the scene and being like you don't need this this is a completely worthless scene anyway it 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 was you know unnecessary exposition this this exposition could take place in other shapes and other forms or not at all and just leave it to some other sort of medium but anyway uh cut to the chase right Cut, yeah, exactly, and so uh, Suicide Squad had you know gave me a very bad feeling, and now that these reviews are coming out. I'm like, <laughs> it's interesting that all you know a lot of these critics are saying exactly what I had feared the movie was going to be, which is basically like you know a d d wet dream. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this: when I watched the Wonder Woman uh, trailer, I actually had good vibes from it well yeah because
0: in my opinion she was the best part of uh superman
1: oh yeah uh, e- uh, easily v, hands superman. down like i know some people like oh ben affleck he just got the raw end i'm like no ben affleck's just not a good actor period sorry <laughs> but uh gal Gadot, like no she kind of seems like she's owning the character um i i absolutely love how i think this movie's taking place during like world war ii one, I think. Uh, what World War One? I? I think so. Even, oh, maybe even better. Um. Anyway, so like, I totally did. Well, because I think I don't know. There, <laughs> uh, I know Wonder Woman. I think it was Wonder Woman was created during World War Two from some like, uh, oh, I forget the guy what the guy's name is, but he wasn't even like a real comic book guy. He's just like, oh, I got this idea for a female comic book heroine uh, who's going to exemplify all these positive female traits. And I'm gonna call her Wonder Woman. And he was like a like a Harvard law professor or something like that. Like he he was completely from the outside. Who Women's lib. It. Say what? Women's lib. Uh, no, not not like that. Like it wasn't quite that progressive. But um, I don't know. I could have sworn I was doing a World War II thing, but whatever. So like, I I I love the retro feel of it. You know, I I totally dug. The uh, Captain America: First Avenger. Uh, I like how they pulled that off pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite comic book movie, but I was at least, you know, I was reasonably entertained by it. Yeah. Uh, and and Wonder Woman looks like it might might be be like that. Like I like her. Wonder Woman It has Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it has a solid script. It's being directed by a woman. Uh, I'm not going to say that she's like a woman's going to understand a character anymore, but I think she's more. Maybe dedicated to putting out a quality product. Well, basically, you know, the sword and shield and
0: the fighting. I mean, she was she was kicking ass in the in uh, Batman v Superman. I know, I mean, like
1: she saved everybody. Basically,
0: her her the way she the way she was fighting was more entertaining than the way Batman and uh, Superman were taking on um shit. I can't remember Doomsday. his name right now. Doomsday. The, when she was going after him, it was more exciting. With yeah. The shield and the sword. And I, the, I agree. You know, it's, it's, see, there's something very visceral about you know, shield and sword
1: yeah, that uh, yeah. speaks to I, us. I got you. Um, anyway, so I, I agree. I think uh, Wonder Woman I actually might be sort of excited for. Oh, My wife looks- hates her name, though. It's like Wonder Woman. It's a terrible name. It it was made in the 1930s. Yeah, that's what I tried to tell her.
0: That's what I tried to tell her. She's like, oh, okay.
1: I mean, come on. <laughs> Captain America? Yeah. Doesn't well, get like, any s- cheesier than that. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all, all right. Uh, hey, well, here's.
0: My- I, I think I'm going to like Wonder Woman better than
1: superman because yeah uh, superman Oh, yeah. i didn't even mention man of steel i think man of steel was okay up until the last half hour well the biggest problem with superman
0: is he's fucking superman it's 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 like i have this device i'm going to destroy the city it's like i'm strong i'll stop you it's like well
1: i'll take it into my helicopter oh you you can fly you can can fly superman The only Superman that has been adequately adapted is the nineteen nineties TV series. Only one. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, you can you
0: can fly too. All right. Uh, well, uh, I you never guess what's what's hidden under my clothes. Oh, you have X ray vision. Well, sh- well, shit. So, but you, even though you're strong, it's and like you can fly. by you Gene can't. Roddenberry. He just wanted to, he wanted to make God it's like you can't get close to me haha oh heat vision well i have this heat shielding oh uh ice breath uh i you know what i I just give up oh if i had won you'd have just flown really fast and gone back in time and stopped me anyways yeah okay whatever
1: i give up (laughs) that's that's superman (laughs) one right there which i don't think is canonical like that part and it would kill every human being on earth but whatever he's just so powerful it's almost ridiculous you're right that's why batman you're, you're has right. always been the better
0: comic book character because he can get fucked up
1: right i agree i agree anyway uh well, well we'll talk more about that in a minute but anyway my number 3 and i couldn't just choose one because it was actually all presented at the same panel and that was the uh marvel netflix stuff so we got Luke, the Luke Cage series coming in September, and then beginning of 2017 we get Iron Fist, and then Defenders, and it was also announced that Jessica Jones and Daredevil return in 2018, which is quite a long haul, uh, and of course they're also gearing up for a Punisher series starring john bernthal so i mean that that whole panel was just packed full of stuff we got to see a sort of teaser for defenders even though it was all footage from like jessica jones and daredevil so far um i don't even think i I saw any because they actually showed a teaser clip of iron fist as well and i don't think even any of the iron fist stuff made it into the defenders teaser trailer well almost like that was a fan trailer you know you're right you know what that's actually it's it's a good correlation to make um i think okay uh did you ever read the defenders way back in the day no i i I didn't either because it always seemed like avengers light i didn't read any
0: uh oh wait that's not dc oops never mind don't hate me what (laughs) I was going to say, I didn't read any DC. It's like, oh, wait, that's Marvel.
1: Shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're fired.
0: Don't You're fired, me. Jeffrey.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Nerd card revoke. The-
0: I had to save my money for Wolverine, Spider-Man and the X-Men. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you had your priorities, right? No, I don't <laughs> reason reason why I had defenders is because I bought them in like, you know, the quarter bins and shit like that. Oh, really? The stuff that was cheap and like, there was nothing else to buy at the time. So I'm like, well, oh, I might as well buy some defenders. <laughs> so no, I read a few, of them. not a lot, uh, just a few, but, um, I, Always like they always had sort of a supernatural under undertones to the Defenders. There were some supernatural characters, and so like I'm really hoping because you know they're starting to. Of course, that was something we haven't mentioned. Uh, not neither of us picked the Doctor Strange movie coming out in. Uh, November, which they had an extensive trailer for that dropped during comic con I was actually expecting you to pick that one, but you didn 't no I mean the Benedict interesting Doctor Strange movie looks pretty fucking badass
0: yeah
1: um, and so like i 'm wondering like mate and i've been re- like i 've been trying to read between the lines of what happened at comic con and of course it 's very difficult when you 're not there actually like listening to these people talk. But the guy who's basically in charge of this Netflix um, Marvel stuff, um, like I want, he, he was talking about how the Netflix Marvel stuff is connected to the other Marvel stuff, and you got little little hints here and there. Oh yeah, like they in talk Jessica about Jones it. and Daredevil. They talk yeah. about Manhattan getting trashed after the uh, yeah. the alien invasion, which of course is a reference to the uh, first Avengers movie. Um, And, of course, you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that kind of falls in there as well, which is on ABC, not Netflix. Uh, And you had Nick Fury show up on one of those episodes and things like that. And, of course, this is another thing they dropped at Comic-Con as well, is how one of the incarnations of Ghost Rider is going to be on the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway. um, I hope they do Ghost Rider right for once. Well, it's, uh, it's one of the new, the new Ghost Riders who drives a car and he's Hispanic. I'm like, I'm actually, like, I'm a fan of that. That's cool. I've never read any of those issues. Um, I, I want to see more interconnectedness, even if they're just, like, brief little characters. Like, I want to see Benedict Cumberbatch in a Defenders episode for, like, ten minutes. Like, just, just give us that. I mean, just throw us a bone, uh, and also they're filming Thor Ragnarok right now, or uh, Planet which, Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah. they're taking part I've, of the Planet Hulk
0: story. Yeah, I've, I've heard they they ripped off a lot of it for yeah, Thor Ragnarok.
1: Well, yeah, uh, which I'm, I'm okay with, but uh, they <laughs> they casted the character Valkyrie from the Thor comics in Thor Ragnarok. And Valkyrie is actually in the original Defenders. Hmm. So it's like, you know, that, like, she's not a famous actress. She's probably not going to be busy. Get this actress in here who plays Va- Valkyrie to like, to join the Defenders. I mean, that would be the perfect way to integrate it seamlessly with the rest of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is one of those times where they need to listen to us again, Jeffrey.
0: I can't remember. They seemed to listen to us here recently about something. Yeah, well, I think what was it has it? to do with your number one. <laughs> My number one? Oh, so yeah, what? that's right. That's right. That's right. The X-Men show
1: oh, hey, that sh- we talked you- about. Oh, man, oh, you just you just spoiled your own thing. But they're, they're not in any particular order. Oh, okay, okay. Let's, you know, uh, so. Well, let's go ahead and go on then for <laughs> that sake. Uh, yeah, Luke Cage, awesome. I'm, I'm really stoked about that. Those, the trailer looked pretty fucking great yeah uh iron fist we just got that one little scene and of course this is loris tyrell from game of thrones and we had to know we had to know that loris was gonna die because he was taking this role you know what i mean yeah that's what you said yeah uh, when we did cast for culture you know culture rock we were never like oh this is gonna die but like we knew it Uh and now it's like Oh, Loras. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So he's playing Danny Rand, the uh, guy who is Iron Fist, and we only got that one little scene, but it still looked pretty cool. Like they had like other little scenes of him as a kid and uh, crash landing at uh, it was a Kunlun. I don't it Kunlun? The myst the mystical city where he is brought up or whatever. So no, like I'm I, I was never a huge. Power Man and Iron Fist, and for those of you who are not in the know, uh, in the 70s, Power Man, Power Man and Iron Fist were together. They were the heroes for hire. So, like, I'm really wondering, like, okay, is Luke Cage and Iron Fist going to be, like, separate series for now? And then they're going to combine them into being the, the hero? Because, like, the, the the episodes that i read of luke cage and you know iron fist heroes for Hire, i mean it was always like this great like odd couple relationship and so like, i really want to see that with these two characters so who's power man power man's luke cage but they oh, just okay. yeah they just dropped it cuz they're like oh luke cage is a cool name too we'll just use that that's true power power man is another
0: one that my wife would be like ew power man it was the
1: 70s. There was a little exploitation going on. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever.
0: Oh, have you ever heard any of the old trailers for the black
1: exploitation films? <laughs> of course. They're horrible. <laughs> They're like horrible. like all the movies with Pam like any movie that's ever had Pam, Pam Greer Greer. before before Jackie Brown was like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so racist. God and of course like the only black exploitation movie I ever actually watched as a kid was Blackula <laughs> do you remember watching that one uh, just barely oh I don't remember God. anything
0: about it though S- sadly
1: it, it was not as good as a Polish vampire in Burbank <laughs> <laughs> which, which you and I might be the only like one of six people on the planet earth who'd act- who have actually seen that movie what
0: was it called? Polish? A Polish vampire in Burbank? If I may have watched it with you, but I don't remember that you, at all.
1: You you definitely did watch it with me, and it was absolutely fucking absurd. <laughs> <sighs> it, it's funny if you actually go on the IMDb uh, site for it. Uh, there's very little information. There's like no posters, no you know, Like only one person's actually sort of relatively min- minutely famous that was in that movie. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so
0: I, I my my uh, shoddy memory is uh, help helping me there.
1: E no, because it's it was almost like so bad it's good. Okay, like, like, it, you, it were, actually, you were laughing I mean,
0: at them, not with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they had this one uh, this one scene where uh, they had they had a character they're they're in a hot tub with this dude, and he was like coming on to the the Polish vampire. And he's like, "Oh, I'm the queer wolf. I'm only gay when it's a full moon." i like, "What the? What the what hell? The fuck! Sh- 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 what? That's a thing, the queer wolf?"
0: Uh, yeah, anyway. I don't,
1: I don't remember that at all. And if there were any part that you were going to remember, it would probably be that one. <laughs> hmm. All right, uh, is it my turn? Uh, it, it is. You're, you're number right. two
0: justice league the official comic-con
1: trailer okay Um, you you're you have a lot of explaining to do because you chose that one over dr strange um i uh, yeah i don't know um your conviction on this movie is compelling sir (laughs) like i said no particular order uh
0: I just oh. um oh yeah, we can tell. It it, it looked interesting. I mean um uh. I, I liked the scene, you know, with uh looked like Aquaman was gonna beat the shit out of Batman. And uh I like the
1: Yeah, okay. That, I, I realize Aquaman's often a butt of jokes and they were definitely <laughs> trying to go against that being the case um and i you know like jason momoa is cool as fuck he, he's a yeah. cool guy like i actually met him i took him to a <laughs> outing myself i actually took him to a local comic con and you know met him and had a, a picture with him with my family and he was like super cool super gracious and i want nothing for the best for that guy uh however um i i, I don't know if i like that version of aquaman you want the kind of pussy version? <laughs> no, I I don't want that. But he he seemed overly okay. How about this? He seemed more of the ripoff of the Submariner character from Marvel. Okay. Because okay, I don't know if you know you know the history of the two characters. Uh, the sub okay, Marvel is sort of infamous for ripping off DC characters and yeah, making so I was their own say- versions. Death and making stroke, them better, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody really knows the DC characters that they're, they're they're based on because Marvel stole them and made them better. Like the, you know, like the <laughs> Romans and the Greeks, right? Yeah. Um, but no, Submariner is actually one of the very few instances where DC copied Marvel. Uh, well, of course, back then they were Timely Comics or whatever, and so so Submariner actually predates Aquaman. And the whole thing with Submariner is that he's bitchy. Because he, you know, he's meant to live underwater. So if he's outside of the water for a long time, because if in his, you know, his first Silver Age appearance, I think, was in Fantastic Four, which is the first real Marvel book after you know, the, the name change or whatever, um, from Timely and Atlas or whatever. But um, he was a villain, and he kind of was like this villainous character for a little bit until they kind of, you know, they were. Switching him over to a, a hero eventually, and it just sort of came out that he was bitchy because he didn't have the water. Which, like, I'm like, I kind of dig that. Like, I could, you know, what he gets hangry. All right, just throw him a, a Snickers made of water, and he's good.
0: <laughs> he has withdrawals, gets bitchy,
1: and so Woody. like, I kind, I kind of got some more Submariner vibes from that Aquaman than I did Aquaman.
0: Well, since I don't really know much about Submariner, I was cool. I was
1: fine. <laughs> You're like, so, ah, fuck it. Oh my god, he doesn't. Even, uh, you know, of course, you know we, we could say something about blonde hair, blue eyes, and fixation on that. But uh, okay, okay, that that's all you got. That that's that's what makes you so stoked.
0: No, I I was I was done. Okay. Um, I also like the scene. Uh, you know how he tells him how basically how he explains to the flash uh
1: that he's batman i'm batman and he
0: throws a freaking he throws a
1: freaking uh batarang at him oh that was another thing the uh the batman costume did not look very good or the son not the batman the flash costume i'm like i actually like the show uh, version of the costume better than that
0: yeah i was gonna mention that the yeah i it It, it all just there was something
1: something wrong it's sort of smacks since we we know we've been talking about it it smacks of the overall problem with dc movies so far is that they're trying too fucking hard and you look at that flash costume and that's that is the dc extended universe in a nutshell because that costume is not like it doesn't make any sense it's just Oh, uh, it looks like he's going out for a night on the club with other superheroes or something. Well, it
0: was it was too shiny. It was, it was too nice. Um, if they were going to go, and I know what it is. It's the the combat version of the Flash's suit, the metal version. Uh, but if they wanted to do a, a suit like that, they uh, there was a um, some game came out. Uh, a couple of years ago where it had uh you know uh Lex Luthor coming back in time to warn them oh, about Brainiac yeah. and they had a flash version in the armor and that that armor actually looked pretty cool. That that's definitely uh, not what this you're armor going with. does not
1: definitely not. <laughs> anyway,
0: Alright so my, like, but I, my biggest beef my biggest beef with the trailer is when they showed Cyborg talking. Oh my god it looked really, f- it looked really
1: fake. Uh, yeah, somebody was saying how they don't think the effects are completed yet. I was gonna say, I, I hope that's the case. Uh, yes, I if was gonna not, mention something. then if that's the way he's supposed to look, then that's well, yeah, up. it is. But they've also this is something else they were trying to they're trying to kind of get ready for after the the bad reviews of uh, Batman versus Superman. They. Um, basically hired a comic you know a long time uh comic creator jeff johns to so to oversee and shepherd the dc extended universe but I'm like man you got batman versus superman and you've got now suicide squad that have done fuck some things up like badly so i'm hoping it's not like i want i want to like these movies okay i want to it's and i think it's I sort of feel inundated with comic book movies of late, but you know, for I'm willing to sit through ten shitty ones to get another Batman Begins or Dark Knight or whatever. (laughs) Well, and here's here's my problem with uh,
0: the Justice League trailer. Uh, Who who's the bad guy? Me. And the same thing with Suicide Squad. It's like. It was all about the Suicide Squad. Yeah. It was almost and nothing about. This is actually what they're the saying. They're, the, the
1: reviews are saying about the Suicide Squad is that everybody's together. They're, they're all dressed for this party, and nobody really has anything, anything to say or do or anywhere to go. It's all just posturing.
0: Except I did do some research on the Justice League, um, and it does seem like the bad guy. Might not be in this one, but it might be an underling of Dark Side because oh, of the yeah, yeah, boxes. Yeah. I think
1: you're right. You're right. I remember reading that as well. Yeah.
0: And you saw the deleted scene with uh, um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, no, and the guy with horns. <laughs> the guy with horns. That's, um, that's Dark Side's underling. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. I love music. how he
1: went with the band. I'm like, not the Herman Hess novel. <laughs> I was thinking of Magic Carpet Ride and Born <laughs> Oh, Beyond. I know you were. <laughs> but
0: uh, but in that they show three boxes. And uh the video I saw somebody else mentioned how in that same movie when they were showing the experiments being done on um cyborg. Yeah. There was a thing that could have been one of those boxes that was involved. In oh, okay, that. I got you, got you. All right. And so it's going to be all about it's going to be all about some some super powerful, you know, alien creature who is trying to gather up these objects Sounds and you know combine them familiar. to make them
1: even more powerful. <laughs> Sounds very very familiar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's another thing they announced at Comic Con was uh, Avengers Afin- uh, Infinity War was the official title of the next movie. Uh, and if anybody's following along, doesn't know what Jeff was referring to, he's talking about Thanos, Thanos Matt, Titan and Dark's and Dark Side. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, uh, Thanos was meant to be a ripoff of Dark Side too, but Thanos is cooler, <laughs> straight up man. I mean, Thanos, Thanos so. is all about banging death and like. In, but, in but a I, weird, twisted way, you have to respect that.
0: <laughs> I do think uh, Justice League has potential.
1: Uh, um, if Jeff is Superman going to be in if it? If Jeff Johns can save it, yes, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. Um, Henry Cavill is supposed to be in Justice League, mm, so okay. he's he's back, and uh, you know, like you, you, what the hand popped out at the end of Man of Steel, and or. Uh, Batman versus Superman, anyway, so we knew that was coming. The hand. There's a hand that pops out of the grave. I don't remember. Like post credits? Oh, maybe I didn't see it. Uh, All right, then. Who popped out of the grave? Yeah, he's alive. I mean, no. I don't even think that's a spoiler. No. I I don't know what you're talking about. Who was it? Superman. He's alive.
0: I mean, he wasn't meant to stay dead. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, um, I must have missed that in the ver- yeah I must have yeah you know, the version I watched.
1: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, Mo- moving on. My number two, Jeffrey, and now I'm I'm getting the super stoked here. Unlike you, I ordered mine, so I'm getting progressively more excited as, more, as we talk. Uh, and you also know that I am a big trekkie kind of guy. Uh, yes, because I and borderline i'm not gonna say obsessed with next generation but it, it it's my basically it's my all-time favorite show i fucking love that show i can watch that show anytime of the day it's i like, put that show on you don't have tail. to say it um, it's just like that's that's my go-to i can i can sit there and re-watch those episodes any any anytime but um the reboots as much as like i like the first the first jj abrams movie considerably uh, the second one I thought was okay, a little, you know, obviously a little disappointing. Uh, I have not yet seen the third one, and I'm actually fairly certain I'll, I'll like it. But I read some interviews beforehand with Chris Pine and how he, he didn't think that Star Trek could be could be intellectual anymore in 2016. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Why why can't Star Trek be intellectual anymore? Because like that that's Star Trek, uh, and of course. Yeah, the reviews, you know, like I said, I think I like it. You know, I like action movies as well, but they're basically they're saying it was a Fast and the Furious movie in space.
0: <laughs> um, I wouldn't quite go that far. <laughs> I've never, but I've actually was... never seen
1: the Fast and the Furious film at all. Like, not even three minutes of one. I I wasn't completely happy with the. The bad guy's motivation. Okay. Well, don't don't say anything because I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. Uh, but anyway, when I um, the, what I'm talking about, what my number two is, my takeaway from San Diego Comic Con is Star Trek Discovery, the new show that CBS is going to be putting out on their uh, premium content website, um, CBS On Demand. Which, as
0: far as I know, say what? Which, as far as I know, which is which, as far as I know, the only thing we know about it is that it's. Star Trek.
1: Yes, but we do know some a few things. Um he was okay. Brian Fuller and uh, I swear I talk about Brian Fuller a lot when we do these. Uh he's my you know my <laughs> absolute favorite showrunner all time. Uh you know like back in the day people used to have favorite directors i mean like that's probably still a thing but uh brian fuller for me is just like he's a show he's a creator who can do no wrong uh of course you know quick rundown dead like me wonder falls yes pushing daisies and hannibal are his shows um but he's he's act okay he actually he has his mitts in this show star trek discovery and the other show that's my number one that i'll talk about in a moment he's show running both of those um Anyway, uh, he said at the Comic-Con that this show is going to be taking place in the regular timeline. So the Yeah, I knew that. the JJ yeah. J. J. Abrams verse is now officially called the Kelvin timeline, which is named it's yep. named after JJ J. Abrams' grandfather, but it's also the ship that gets destroyed uh, in the beginning of the first reboot film. So that's the Kelvin. Kirk's dad dies. It's, it's very yeah, sad. Yeah, that's the Kelvin timeline. Uh, so the, this new one is actually going to be back into our, you know, our beloved regular Star Trek universe. Uh, although he's being very, it's very hush hush what it is about. He did say that it is going to be sequential, which is a bit of a switch. The only sequential um, really, you know, chronological sequential Star Trek shows that we had were season three of enterprise uh where everything would just sort of build off the other and went like that way and there
0: there was there was some sequential stuff in um deep space 9
1: Oh yeah 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 when they're
0: fighting when they're fighting the uh Jem'Hadar the Dominion
1: Wars like yeah. yeah um yeah yeah you're right to a certain extent but like apparently this is going he, he wanted to make it like a Star Trek novel uh, as a show which he, like I dig that I I totally dig that Yeah um and of course, I like watching shows as long movies shows like that
0: yeah. I like long movies I, I like watch it. I like binge watching those type Hell
1: of shows yeah like you know, you can almost view stranger things as sort of a a, a television novel as well. Uh, oh, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, that's a damn good show, y'all. Anyway, uh, what I'm going to say about it, though, is uh, all we got was a little bit of a teaser w- of a ship being constructed yep. inside of an asteroid. Now, I did I did a little footwork on this. Uh, come to find out that that design is actually based on some of the original um, yep. concept ra- it's art. It's actually Ralph McQuarrie, the guy who did the Star, Star Wars concept art. Uh, that artwork is like that scene is basically shot for shot from the roth McQuarrie uh concept art from the original star trek the motion picture back in 19 1979 was it
0: i don't know but if you haven't seen the concept art that he did for star wars i put that up on the kinky tantam tumblr tumblr page the queue
1: but anyway um so that's where that image is from so are we going to be getting something that's you know late star trek original series timeline might be interesting well, like i said
0: uh they've talked about the klingon wars a lot yes,
1: the kid the chords uh and that's actually and we never really seen uh, it i actually saw one of these uh tinfoil videos Where the guy was actually examining what the ship looks like, this new Star Trek Star Trek Discovery, uh, what the ship looks like compared to some of the the Klingon ships, and this guy actually has a pretty good theory about how this actually might be the very first time the the uh, Federation and the Klingon Empire uh, have worked together and have made a ship. And his because the SN he actually had the SN looks a lot like
0: a bird of prey. Yeah,
1: and. it, the back end looks like the the ass end looks like a bird, uh klingon bird of prey but the uh yeah. what what kind of clinched it and he he's right on uh, as the Ch- Star Trek Discovery trailer closes and you flash up the logo you hear a particular noise and that noise is a cloaking yes. device engaging so are we getting our first like plus, Star Trek cloaked version the music
0: the music was uh Klingon too. There was a few notes okay. they, a few instruments they usually use and notes they usually use in uh, the Klingon music only. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're, you know yeah. what, you're right. Towards the end of it too. Uh, so are, are we getting like this uh, pre-TNG post-original series? So it, is it going to take place between the two? Uh, is this like right after the Kittimer Accords were signed? Uh, which we have, I mean, that's a lot of what uh, Star Trek 6 is about, right? Or, could it be a
0: secret um kind of like the Defiant. Could it be a secret uh
1: ship? Like an experiment. Uh, that has a cooking ah, device. This, this tinfoil video guy that I watched as well, he actually said that the the because if you actually look at the uh the numbering of the ship, all of those start with X and this one does not. So it can't it can't be like the the runabout or the Defiant or anything like that because it's uh. not an experimental ship. So it, it's whatever it is, it's it's an original commissioned starship um and i would like it's a very retro design but man i'm yeah is it wrong that i'm just like so hoping for it to take place after tng like is is that wrong with me um no it'd be interesting to I mean, can, can we well, not hope for, like, a an Admiral Picard cameo in a couple episodes, maybe? <laughs> would you want it to be after, um, like, uh, DS9 and Voyager 2, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, it, it would definitely be, I mean, I, I would assume that, I would hope that, like, maybe Picard's an admiral or, like, an archaeologist somewhere. That'd be pretty kick-ass, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, I, that time period, or like I said... Maybe it's uh, it's a ship to fight um, the the Klingon War, or like you said, right after the Klingon War,
1: something. to go fight some Rom Ramy. Romulans time, or something. That time
0: period, that time period
1: hasn't been explored no, enough. No, it hasn't, or at all. But like I said, <laughs> I, I'm very stoked and <laughs> satisfied with. It. I, I'm, I'm actually just glad that it's in the original timeline, honestly. <laughs> all right, uh, Jeffrey, you're number one. Star, War, uh, Star, Star Wars. What the hell's wrong with me? What's your number one takeaway from Comic Con 2016? Um, well, like we said, we did a
0: show not too long ago about what would what if we had power. And, and we could fix the or, X-Men or universe. We, and it was to make an X-Men TV show. Now they may have listened to us, but they didn't listen to us exactly yeah. what we no, said. No, they didn't. They, they, they turned it off, you know, after listening to the intro, apparently. apparently. Uh, but the show that they are going to release is Legion. Yes. And it's coming to Fox. Uh, those of you who don't know, Legion, David Charles Holler, is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The character was created by writer Chris Claremont, who you love. love. And artist Bill, Bill Sienkiewicz. S- Thank you. And first appeared in New Mutants, number 25, yep. March 1985. Yep. Legion is the mutant son of Professor Charles Xavier and Gabriel Haller. He takes the role of an antihero and has several mental illnesses, including a form of dissociative identity yep. disorder, which... With each of his personas controlling one of his many superpowers.
1: Yeah, and the whole idea is, especially early on in the Claremont books, was that he basically has to be kept uh, in medically induced coma for most of his life because there's just too much shit going on. Yeah, he's powerful. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he's He's, very powerful. Yeah, right, right, right. He's like, he's a mega level mutant, which I think I talked about during the X Men show.
0: But. You know, people are liking anti-heroes recently in in TV shows. So this could have a run. I would like to see it. uh, I'd like to see it do well. I was also
1: reading something the other day how Fox is leaving a door open with this show as well. Uh, There have been... Rumors, merely rumors, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping they're true, about how Fox might be approaching uh, Disney Marvel to start incorporating X-Men into the Marvel universe. Um, Would well, that be cool? Yeah. And so, the, what I was actually reading is that this Legion show is at like they're actually kind of making it where this could be the gateway to the X-Men coming into the Marvel universe. Well, Sony did it with Spider-Man. You know, so you know I, I read shit about that Spider-Man Homecoming movie every day. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it has a potential of being, I, uh, you know, the, the, the easily the best, or at least uh, most box office receded Spider-Man film. And I remember back when Spider-Man Two came out, it broke, broke all sorts of records, but. Spider-Man Homecoming. Is going I wasn't to be.
0: completely happy with the Spider-Man trailer. It was like most of it was stuff from
1: uh um Civil War. Uh, Captain America yeah, Civil yeah, War. They, most of the footage. They, they're still casting. They haven't even started filming yet. Oh, yeah. really? Well, wow. I just read <laughs> something about somebody getting casted yesterday as a matter of fact. And it looks like and, and, and I don't I know you don't follow comics now the, all that much, but there's been a, an arc in the Marvel comics lately called the Spider-Verse. Where they have all these different people with uh, you know like Spider-Man type powers, you know like Venom. Venom is one of them. Um, yeah. But there's like Spider Carnage. Gwen. There's like the an alternate reality version of Gwen Stacy who gets Spider-Man powers. There's the uh, you know the uh, Ultimate car- Spider-Man version with Miles Morales. The people are really excited for for like people are actually saying that all these Spider-Man <coughs> people. Here's <is> my dog. <coughs> what are you barking at? Shut up, dog. He's barking at a <coughs> ghost. Okay, there's he's looking at something, there's nothing there. There must be a ghost. Or or Spartacus isn't that bad. That's right. My dog's name is Spartacus. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, uh yeah, so that's what this next Spider-Man movie is going to be and like I I like I hope they do, man, because I think Sp- like I saw just a picture of Spider-Man next to uh uh, that's actually the, the rumor today was that I read is that Spider-Man might have a brief appearance in the Thor Ragnarok movie and just seeing him next to Thor and, and Hulk, maybe so happy inside. I'm <laughs> like, Oh, Spidey.
0: <laughs> yeah. The trailer, the trailer for uh, Thor Ragnarok, um, was interesting, but still it's like more information. Yeah, there's,
1: there's, it's not there yet. A little more. It's, it's just not there yet. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah so Legion, um, I rem I remember reading, uh, was it Legion Quest or some shit like that back back in the day? Uh, it was with him in it, and he like traveled back in time, and it was almost like an episode of Futurama where like he think like <laughs> like did he just impregnate his own mother or something? Because like there's some weird shit going on <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, like if anybody doesn't know, Futurama Fry is his own grandfather. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the military base. Yeah. <laughs> that's Cause it, right. His grandfather died, and so in, in order to, uh, to to not mess up his own existence, he had to knock up his own grandmother. He went. He
0: went back in time and brought about the death of his own <laughs> grandfather by accident. So he had to fuck his grandma. Uh,
1: no, that's a damn. That, that's a goddamn <laughs> great show right there. I know. Uh, I love future Rama all the way okay okay anyway and and I apologize for nothing <laughs> there's so many there's so many just like quotable moments from that show, whatever, uh, don't stop great great don't great, great don't job. stop um anyway so uh yeah that that's your number one. anything else you want to say about your number one um I just uh it looks
0: good, I hope it does well. I hope it is good, all right, cool beans. Uh, Chris, Chris Claremont seems to know what he's doing. So,
1: Well, if he's being, being brought in as a consultant, maybe. Executive producer. All
0: right. But, but we have to get to your number one because, yeah, that looks pretty interesting. Uh, are, we, are we talking
1: about my number one now? Yes, we are. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my number one most stoked about moment is... Um, the american gods panel let me tell you uh neil Ga- neil gaiman has been my favorite author for i don't know about 10 12 years actually it's been longer than that wait old. wait neil diamond's your favorite uh, author yeah neil, I, I sort of go neil gaiman neil diamond <laughs> uh no i used to, we just watched saving silverman at my house last weekend too <laughs> uh, classic. Okay, Neil Gaiman. Yes. Um I, I remember reading his Sandman comic back in the day and his Death High Cost of Living comic back in the day. So I mean he sort of got his start in, in comics. And I remember like I was just too young for it, like I didn't really get it. And um it wasn't until I had a college friend who's like, Okay, hey, you gotta read this book by, by Neil Gaiman. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know Neil Gaiman. Um he's pretty cool. Um Anyway, um, I I read this. The first book I ever read of his actual novel of his was Neverwhere, which was a uh, radio play he had written for the BBC radio over in in the UK, and he actually turned it into a novel. Um, And I, you know, fucking loved it. This friend of mine was was right on. And by that point, he had a few books out. Uh, He had Stardust, which if you've seen that movie, fucking love it. Uh, Yep. And let's see, like Neverwhere was adapted into a BBC show. Actually, I think that's what it was, was originally not a not a not a radio show. Um, Stardust, and then American Gods, and I was really intrigued. You know, you read the back cover of the book, and you're like, "Oh, what the fuck is this going to be?" And I just remembered, American Gods was one of those life-altering, challenging of perceptions perceptions kind of works for me Um, I mean not only was it exceedingly entertaining the hold on girls hush
0: has to happen every at least once every episode yeah I know right (laughs) uh, but I have a I have a question for you is this is this going to be a series or is
1: it going to be a movie this is a series and so they actually dropped the trailer for American Gods at Comic Con and man my nerd boner is raging right now I think I think I might have told (laughs) you that
0: if it lasts for more than four hours you need to contact your doctor Uh,
1: I will gladly take a a priapism for for nerd boner any day (laughs) Um, no, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not my all time favorite novel, but it's definitely top five American gods. And there are a number of reasons why, which I'm not going to get into because I really, I I want people to be excited for the show. I don't want to spoil how many books in that series. Uh, he actually wrote American gods. He has a couple short stories that deal with the main character following, uh, American gods. And I'm not going to talk anything about that. It's all very, very spoilery territory. He does have a companion novel called The Nancy Boys, featuring one or, one of the characters from American Gods. So, so there's enough story to
0: draw from. Oh, you know, several seasons. There,
1: there is so much story that can be can be written about this this idea that it, it could it could go indefinitely for sure. I, I mean, I hope it doesn't. Uh, I want them to be smart, fast, you know, 10-episode seasons or whatever. Uh, but it, it could be brilliant. Like I said, Brian, Brian Fuller is executive producing, and I think he's show running, um, which is, you know... Com-
0: and now we know why the guy who played Odin, uh, I think it was Odin he was supposed to be, uh, you know, because of the Wednesday. Oh, goddammit,
1: Jeff. That's a spoiler.
0: Oh. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's you why the suck. guy who played... That's the game that's why the guy who played Odin wasn't in Game of Thrones for like Yeah, yeah, he's more had the one-off episode.
1: episode. Yeah, cuz he plays Mr. Wednesday in American God Show and the, there could not be a more perfect casting for that character. Which, Wednesday comes from Wednesday. And, Yeah, this is uh this is Ian McShane and
0: you know it's, it's like I, he's like okay, I'll be in Game of Thrones, but you got to kill me. Like in one episode because i got the it's i got, got the got shit, shit to, to do, to do. <laughs> um
1: yeah like even when i was reading the novel like when i was envisioning mr wednesday uh i i didn't really know of ian McShane that well and he was a little younger back then than i would have i would have wanted but now that he's older i'm just like man that's the perfect dude for mr wednesday like for sure <laughs> um anyway so i actually started watching a show on netflix so based solely on the fact that he is the main character, there's a, there's a, it's a show called The One Hundred, which is like one of those post apocalyptic shows from the CW, uh, which I wasn't sure about until I saw
0: like uh, the next season's trailer, and I'm like. <gasps>
1: oh yeah you know those I kind like of did creepy the same fucking thing.
0: monster things I gotta I gotta watch well, that <laughs> I saw that I
1: had the the dude who's playing shadow the main character from American gods I'm like oh sweet I can watch something with this guy because I'd never seen anything with him and I think we were talking the other day I watched a movie with uh Alton Aaron Reich, the guy who's playing Han, Han Solo in the, in the new Han Solo standalone film, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this guy playing Han Solo. But unlike that, like <laughs> this guy who's in, you know, I was watching in the 100, I'm like, ooh, he might be a kick-ass shadow. And
0: yeah, the uh, the, the show looked, looked- Good. Yeah, this guy has uh, yeah. definitely has Jillian Anderson The whole hidden magic yeah. the whole hidden magic trope oh yeah underlying yeah. shit going on he always sees the guy's eyes change yep. to fire you know uh, so, those kind of those kind of shows
1: can be really cool yeah I, I agree um, it's like I said it has Jillian Anderson Crispin Glover a couple of the characters um, oh yeah Crispin Glover looking creepy as ever what's her name em- Emily Browning uh, the one who's in Sucker Punch and a few other movies um, a few other famous individuals as well, but like I said, man, like I, as much as I love that book, and you know, like I was seeing the the praises of that book to all sorts of people. Uh, I, I can attest to that. He's been <laughs> bringing it up for years. No, <laughs> it's, too, it's a good, it's a good book, man. Come on, come, come on, come, come, come on, people. No, I, yeah, I love, I love Neil Gaiman stuff, and um, yeah, so that that's the number the number one uh, most excited takeaway from San Diego Comic-Con 2016. Other than that, I I, I got nothing. I think we've talked about pretty much everything else extensively. I'm sure we had to have missed something. Uh, Well, we may have missed something, but we just don't give a shit. (laughs) We don't give a shit because we don't know about it yet. Yeah. Ignorance. Woo! <laughs> anyway, that's it then. All right. Well, this is Seth Rogen signing off for Kinky Tauntaun episode thirteen. And this is I can't remember who I am. Jo- Jonah Hill.
0: Jonah Hill. I'm. And this is Jonah. Hill Yeah, go Hill. watch our movie Sausage Party next month. <laughs> All right, there's, there's a movie coming out called Sausage Party. What? There's a movie coming out called Sausage Party. Have you not seen the
1: trailers for this movie? I guess not. (laughs) As soon as we hang up, go watch the trailer for Sausage Party. Yes, it's an animated film. Oh, really? Yes, it's rated R. (laughs)
0: All
1: right. Well, this is... All right. Then this is Jeff out to go watch the Sausage Party trailer. Yeah, do it. In the meantime... You should be checking out the Culture Dig podcast, the, the family of podcasts, Kinky Taunton, of course. Check us out on SoundCloud and YouTube, SovCast as well. Kinky Tauntaun on YouTube. I- iTunes. I- and iTunes. And iTunes. And iTunes. If you don't have the the SoundCloud app, you can download it. It doesn't take much room. Also, you can check out some good indie music, which is what I like to do with SoundCloud as and well. And you
0: can go to uh, com or uh, Indeed. culturedig.tumblr.com and facebook.com forward slash culturedig.
1: There we go. All right. I'm <laughs> out. Bye. Later hello cutie pie what is thy bidding my master listen to me very carefully you are mine now you belong to me my nipples are very sensitive feel how soft my skin is do it do it you seriously that
0: is
1: so gross
0: you, grab you by the boo-boo don't you
1: More teens are having fuck, having luck. He has an erection. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all her fault. Then he got an idea. A wonderful, awful idea. Seduction used to be an art. Now, of course, it's brutish and it's predatory. Here's what consent is. The person is severely intoxicated or unconscious as a result of alcohol or drugs. is physically or developmentally disabled, the victim is under the age of 13 or is elderly. So as long as the girl's 13, she can give consent for sex, provided it's creative and enthusiastic. You keep using the word. I don't think it miss what you think it means. No means yes, if you know how to spot it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I am
0: not gay. I never have been gay.
1: He says he's not
0: gay, but uh, let's see what a few drinks and a back massage would do to him, huh? What do you think? Me? You? The old lady? A little sandwich action?
1: Okay. But I get to be on top. Let me guess—you dropped this
0: up. Please take that out of my ass. You're in more dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history.
1: Gross, right in a fucking eyeball.
0: Because it it really does make you feel like you're inside this 11-year-old girl.
1: In a profoundly wholesome way. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. I think you are filth. I think you are scum. You are a degenerate! I'm not a prover. T- you still here? It's, it's over. over. Go, Go home. Go!